Coming up on today's show, I talk about the time that I met KSI, I ate some spicy pork, Harry's also here, and a little bit of Doctor Who news. Stay tuned. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterberus. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am... I'm a doctor. There's probably not the one who looks Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bigger on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch Along podcast. I'm Harry, joined as always by Tim. Hooray! Woohoo! Podcast month is podcast day. Yeah, it's my favourite day of the day. Are you having a good day? I'm having an alright day, yeah. I've got a terrible cough, but it's not COVID. I did a test. Yes, I saw. I, I saw sent you, you sent me you sent me your negative test result. Yeah. Yeah. Very I appreciate it. It said C for COVID. That's very confusing on those things. Well, what does it see? Because it's a C and a T, right? C and a T. I think C sounds for like clear. Yeah. And T stands for time's up. <laughs> no, I think it's more like uh-oh, trouble. <laughs> Uh, hello, everybody. We're back. Um, we're doing the news before we talk about this week's episode. There's a lot of news this week. A lot of news. Aye, aye, aye. First off, we'll start with the light stuff. First off, it's very warm in here. Would you mind if I took off my hoodie? That's not at all. I'm, I'm wearing an alien hoodie. I'm going to keep my uh, my jacket on. Because you're not wearing a t-shirt underneath. I am wearing a t-shirt. You can see my t-shirt. That's good. Yeah. Like, what kind of guy would wear a jacket and no... Oh, would I? Would I do that? That's better. I don't think I could rock it. I don't have the abs. No? No. Yeah, oh, you've got Doctor Who t-shirt underneath. I thought there would be a better response. <laughs> I, I, I didn't probably... I think I was just kind of like... A, I, I expected... It's a terrible t-shirt, isn't it? You wouldn't want to wear this in public. Mm, you'd want... And if, how could, They can't know. If the public can't know. <laughs> That's why we don't use our real names on this podcast. That's right, James. <gasps> no! <laughs> Sam, what have you done? <laughs> I can't you did this, Martin. <laughs> James and Martin. <laughs> I thought you'd like Martin. Why? Because... It's Martin. 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 Marty is short for Martin. I don't think Mark, Marty... His look... full name is Martin McFly, right? Nah, I don't think so. I'm sure his... On, his, on my McFly's birth certificate, I'm Martin. sure it'll say Martin. Let me have a look. Marty McFly. <gasps> it is. Of course it is, because Marty's, like, not a... There we go. The news, Harry! Yes, uh, a new Doctor Who science exhibition is touring the UK. Hooray, the Doctor Who experience is back! Uh, no, it is Doctor Who. It's from, I think it's from the same team. Uh, Hooray! It's from Sana International. Boo! They're the people who did the Doctor Who experience. Yay! This is a new exhibition called Doctor Who Worlds of Wonder, where science meets fiction. Uh, Tell Um, me more. It's basically... So science fiction. Well, it's the exhibit will explore the science behind Doctor Who and give fans a chance to experience the Doctor's adventures from a scientific scientific perspective. It will be touring the UK from May 2022 with further international tour dates being planned. Would you like to go see it? 
Um, if it comes close. Did you ever go to any of the Doctor Who museums or experiences? No, I haven't. I know you did the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff, I did, didn't you? I did the museums when I was a kid. Were the museums? Yeah, there was a Blackpool one and there was like one thing... This is like before the experience. Okay. So was it like a museum museum, like the history of the show? So you'd go to like the O2 mm-hmm. and there'd be like a set room full of props and stuff. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're usually, it was usually stuff from the new era, but the Blackpool one had a lot of classic stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, the experience was great. Yeah, I went the year before the anniversary year, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I went for my 15th birthday. Hmm. That's cool. We've got the TARDIS set, which was cool. Yeah, the, I know this definitely includes something of the TARDIS, yeah. Um, one of the parts of the exhibition will be um, discovering more about the time-travelling police box in the TARDIS tech room, learning more about the science behind time travel and whether it is really possible. Yes, it is, but not yet. Mm. I guess save you some money. I guess I don't need to go now. No, not really. Unless you want to see monsters... There's enough monsters working at the BBC, Harry, without having to go see them in a museum. Woof. Um, <laughs> anyway, another part of the... Um, right, we're looking at you, Tess Daly, taking Bruce Forsyth's job. You're not a fan of Tess Daly? I missed Strictly this week. Did I you miss it? it? I was out, yeah. I, I, I missed that and the results show. I was out for oh, both of them. So you don't know who's gone? I saw that comedian. She's gone, hasn't she? Yeah, she has, yeah. Well, yeah. well. Was Robert did was Robert Webb nearly gone? Um, he was like the last to announce that he announced was through to next round. That doesn't necessarily mean he was like the third least voted. I think he's quite popular. I watched Gogglebox this week, and everybody on Gogglebox really seems oh. to enjoy him. He was actually really good this week, like even better than last. I week. saw his dance; it was like a serious dance. It was. It was, it was actually very like classy. It was very serious. Yeah, I was a uh, I, 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 I Tom Fletcher's void. There was a Tom Fletcher shaped hole. Oh yeah, it wasn't there? Was it? Did no, they mention it? Or? I don't know if they did mention it. He'll be back next week, I think. Hooray! Yeah. Um, I really liked AJ. Who's he? She. She. I think she's a presenter. She's a northerner. Yeah, she's the northerner. <laughs> yeah, I like she, her, yeah, yeah, she's one to watch. Yeah. yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Um, About Strictly? Uh, no, do you want to get back to the Monster Vault? Because I think we could talk for too long about Strictly. Yeah, go on though, yeah. Yeah. Um, so another part of this exhibition is called the Monster Vault, where you get close up with some of the weird and wonderful characters that have graced our screens. And uh, they actually show. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> it's where you, you finish that sentence, looked at me, I gave you nothing, and you just very quickly went, anyway. It <laughs> just went straight back to me. Sorry, carry on. Well, I, I'm not, actually, they show a little bit of concept art. I don't know if you've seen it. I did. It's yes. got the face of Bob. And Cassandra. Yeah, and it's all RTD stuff. It is. Do you think Do you think the BBC are really going to be. Can I look at that? Yeah. Yeah, there's Cassandra, the art, uh, face of Bo. Yeah. Uh, a child, yeah, yeah. The child is staring down the face of. I Bo. mean, this is just concepts, aren't they? Is it? it like, is the face of both not even actually in his actual. They've put in kind of like a glass case. Yeah, like a yeah. zoo animal. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how they're going to do what Cassandra would look like in real life. I feel like it'd be it's all CGI. Yeah, though, isn't she? she'd be kind of maybe gross. they'll just put a big thing of Katie Price up. I think I have the yikes. Um. Do you think, have you ever seen the meme of a lasagna, Cassandra? Yes, I have. It would just be that. Yeah, I think it's just that one of a big lasagna sheets. <laughs> and a Garfield poster. Gurr <laughs> Mondays. <laughs> one of the cat people from... Oh, yeah. Say yeah. Gurr Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really niche reference. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, from what I can gather, this exhibition is 
Sounds fun. Yeah, it seems it's more targeted towards kind of they, science. Yeah, they specify kind of as a kind of an edutainment thing for like kind of school groups, families. Do you think they'll tell us how to make time out of a potato? Do you know what? when you pulling a clock into a potato or something, or a light bulb into a potato? Oh, you make like a light bulb, or like, or a like lemon. A, electricity out of a potato. Can I show us that? Did they ever do that on Doctor Who? I'm sure they did. I bet they did at some point. Probably. I mean, I've done over that. Maybe that's too much of a general science thing. I think it seems like all the exhibition stuff within this is very targeted towards kind of linking it to the show. No, I'm not a fan of that. No? No. No, you don't like Doctor Who, do you, Tim? <laughs> no, no, I just love science. <laughs> <laughs> too much of this fiction in here. Get all, get all these monsters and targets. I and just lemons. want the pure it. science. <laughs> My favourite Doctor Who spin-off was that Brian Cox thing where he did the science of Doctor Who. Did, did you see that? I never yeah. saw that. When it was a 50th that? anniversary special thing. Oh. Um, we should talk about that instead of Dave the Doctor. Maybe we should. Hopefully. <laughs> I think when we get to the 50th, um, that stuff, we should cover everything except Dave the Doctor. <laughs> that would be quite funny. Yeah, I like the idea that these things, like the museums and stuff are coming back because I think it helps keep it in the site, guys, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's interesting that like, they're really trying to expand this into kind of an international thing. Because I feel like once Doctor Who goes off the telly, for most people, that's it. Mm. They don't really think about it. Yeah, but it's interesting that the BBC really seem to be making a very conscious effort. And we'll get into this again later, that the BBC are really starting to push Doctor Who now. Yeah. Like, more so than I think they have done in the last couple of years. Oh, I feel like sure, there's yeah. a notable heightened prominence of it. Hashtag find the Doctor. What's that? It's like a Twitter thing where like every now and again the BBC will tweet a little picture or something to be a little hidden clue and then you go onto the Find the Doctor website and you put the clues in and no one really knows what it is yet. Okay. But it's like, there's like, you see that promo picture where it's John, Josie and Mandip against the wall? Oh, uh, I think so, yeah. And like the graffiti on the wall, if you read it or something, or type it in backwards or something, it comes mm-hmm. up as like a code. I don't know. That's cool. Though. They're kind of like doing this stuff to just kind of keep keep the Doctor in the public consciousness. Yeah. That's very interesting. What else do we have, Harry? Or do you have anything else to say about that? I don't think so. Uh, I think that pretty much sums up our thoughts. Yeah. Next up, uh, we got some Mark Gatiss with a lost Doctor Who script. Hooray! It was mm. under a lemon the whole time. I think actually it was just in a drawer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is from the uh, Radio Times, uh, talking about how um, Mark Gatiss revealed, I think on Twitter, that he was sorting out a few bits of pieces of paper, and he found a lost Doctor Who script. Hooray! Uh, it is entitled uh, Flatland. Ooh. Can't really tell when it's from. What, but... does, what are the characters in it? Let's see. Is um, the Doctor in it? It's Perry and the Doctor. Who's that? Perry is one of the sixth Doctors. Is that, I was going to say. Is that yeah, well, that could be either the sort of Doctor could either be the fifth or sixth Doctor, doctor if it's Perry. Perry. Yeah, I think Perry is best known as being the sixth Doctor's companion. Perry. It was the is one. That Nicola Bryant, I think. I think it's the one just before Bonnie Langford. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I I would have been surprised if it was Bonnie Langford because did you? There's an interview with um, Mark Gatiss where he talks about like how bringing in Bonnie Langford was sort of like the final nail in the coffin for Doctor Who. Oof. Yeah. Was it, what was she best known for? Like, Was she best known for like... Just being a dancer, I think, wasn't she really? Well, okay. I don't really... I mean, it's interesting because... Have you seen Peter Davidson's interview where he talks about his regeneration? No, I haven't. Um, so Okay, so to try and put it as PC as possible, he's, I'll see if I can find a picture of it. Um, Doctor Who, if Doctor regeneration he was slightly upstaged 
Okay. Um, during his regeneration. Okay, I feel like um, you're going to show me something. I'm trying to find um, a picture here. People, people listening will know what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but anyway, um, then uh, after uh, Mark has shared this, Big Finish um, asked um, whether, how, uh, bleh, my words getting lost. <laughs> Big Finish asked what it would take to get the story made, and they chimed in with a reasonable request that makes us think that something may be in the works. Hooray! Say, they, they retweeted it saying, 1,000, and we'll have a word with the boss. Yeah, this is the clip of the Fifth Dots regenerating. So the dots on the floor. Here comes Perry. She's waking up. She looks over. There's Peter Davison giving it his all. And the whole thing is completely overshadowed. <laughs> Right. Yeah, photos. Right, the eighties. The eighties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carry on, Harry. But yeah, it, th- basically, this whole thing seems to suggest that this kind of lost Margate script, they might give it a similar treatment to what they gave to that lost Russell. Script. I think it's interesting that they're both six Doctor stories as well. Hmm. There you go. Oh, well, the way you said that, so are you going to elaborate on it? Well, I don't think it's true because it's normally sort of seen as the. Unpopular choice. He was the unpopular on TV, but he's really popular in Big Finish. Everybody has to say that because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like him and um, Paul McGann are the two most exactly. popular Big Finish doctors. Yeah, which are probably the ones who got the worst deal on TV. Yeah, or yeah. wasn't even really on TV. Mm. We're just in our minds, you know, and our hearts. And our hearts. We wish you, Paul. <laughs> Wherever you may be, God rest his soul. <laughs> Paul McGann's fine, by the way. He's not dead. I hope we, I, we will have to check. <laughs> Before you release this, I mean, he, he seems like he's very healthy right As now. As of 20 past 12 on the 4th of October 2021. As we are talking, Paul McGann is alive. We believe he, him to be alive. In the public, Conscious. as far as the public is aware, Paul McGann is alive right now. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. He's healthy. He's a. What is this new segment? <laughs> Tim, how are we going to get those RTD clicks? Oh, and, they'll be there. Yeah, they'll like be this. there at the end. Okay. But no, it's strange, though, isn't it? That I do think it is a bit weird that the, the sort of fan fiction of um, future writers was about one of the Doctors and that isn't particularly one of the most popular. I guess because, when the show wasn't that good either. I guess it's because when they wrote these scripts, they intended for them to be kind of big finished scripts because that was the main outlet for Doctor Who. Well, no, not then. But we don't know when this script from Mark is from. I imagine when that was on telly. No, I think it, because Mark did Big Fin was one of the founders of Big Finish. So yeah, but Big Finish came. Doctor Who Big Finish came after after Colin. Yeah, but Colin was one of the first Doctors they got to do Big Finish. But I imagine that was written intended for television. You think so? Yeah, like if me or you just wrote one now. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. Just a fun thing. All right. People can have fun, Harry. I can they? No. No. First Doctor Who. I certainly don't have fun doing this podcast. I'm miserable here. <laughs> with my with my tap water on the floor. Can't even have it at the same height as me because it'll make a noise. See? <laughs> Wasn't that awful? That's why we can't have water on the table. <laughs> um, I, the big finish Doctor Who all this story. I'm, I'm trying to find out what the very first big finish. I think it was a, either a sixth or seventh Doctor story. Big finish production style this wiki. Good old TARDIS wiki comes to save the day. 
History. We're really desperate to fill time here, as you can see. I can't find it. Keep going. Okay. Billy Piper returns Doctor Who. Again? Well... This is the third time we've spoken about this. We once a series, someone asked Billy Piper. Yeah. Apparently this one is through a... Um, what's it called, that thing? It's like Cameo. Yeah, it's through a Cameo, I think she was asked with once she returns Doctor Who. I don't think Doctor she's Who. on Cameo, though. She was, it must be like a charity thing. She seems too big to be on Cameo. Um, and yeah, it was a recent Cameo video. Is that what it says? Yeah. She's on Cameo? I guess she is. Anyway, uh, this is what she said when she was asked if she would ever return to playing Rose. Would I ever go back? I think if the circumstances and the story were right, I feel I've had enough time away from it to really, really want back on it. I feel like my kids are at a good age and they appreciate that too, which is often my incentive to do anything. Oh, she's not. She's, she was on it for a couple of days, I think. I think oh. she maybe did like a charity thing. Ah, uh, okay. Where they sort of raise money for charity. Right, right. But anyway, this is a notable change in tune from the last time we heard Billy Piper talking about Yeah, because I think, well, last time we spoke about it, I think she was a bit confused by the question. Because I remember last time it was like, I couldn't commit to doing the series. And I was like, yeah. But I think what people would would expect is just an episode. Mm. People, I don't think any Doctor Who fan out there is sort of expecting Billy Piper to return for a full series. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that creative how much of that decision that she's now changed is down to the fact that she is a she, she will be aware that Russell is now yeah pretending to the show of course and also uh, I believe that her show I Hate Susie is also produced by Bad Wolf it is yeah you're right yeah, yeah so she has a lot of links Keep to Doctor Who right now <laughs> I know I mean you know if they're working in the same you know production studio it might just be a thing of like she's doing the next Susie I Hate Susie and they're like hey Billy could you come over into this green room for a bit yeah. <laughs> and chat with Ollie Alexander <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything Harry we Russell told us not to tell anybody he won't I mean, what to do about it yeah say another name and I'll edit it in uh Lydia West <laughs> <laughs> Just another random big uh, Brussels T Davis though. Just do one more. Um, ben Wishaw. There we go, that'll do. <laughs> How's that going to sound? <laughs> hey, Billy, can you come film team with Ben Wishaw? Is that. <laughs> uh, but that, I think it's interesting that she's changed the tune. It does, it does make me wonder how much of that is down to Russell. Mm. Because they must be aware. Yeah. It's massive news. And I imagine that. I don't, I, I don't imagine someone sat Billy Piper down and went, just like, you know, Russell T. Davis is returning to Doctor Who, that show you haven't been on for 15 years. No, really. no. So I wonder in what capacity former actors... Yeah. I imagine David knew. Yeah. I if imagine we, Russell... Do, do you think that David, Russell would have, like, phoned up David? Being I would like, have thought so, yeah. Do it. And then David was like, yeah, go on. Yeah, I imagine so, because... I bet Mark Jody and Stephen, Stephen Moffat. Oh, I Stephen bet they Moffat both would have known 100%. Yeah. I imagine it was, uh, because I know when Jodie was cast, David... David knew. Because Jodie had a phone call with him. And, um... What, was I think there was Moffat another, knew. Yeah, and there was another David thing where David knew somewhere early as well. But David remember. know Matt. They would have known about Matt. Yeah. And, uh... Maybe. I don't know if you. I don't think you would have known about Capaldi, would he? Or maybe, maybe doing so. the uh, David Doctor. I think they. I think they tend to find out because they tend to go back and then ask yeah. their predecessors about it. Do you think all the doctors have like a big WhatsApp group? I doubt it. 
And do you really think so? I reckon they do. I don't think they do. I think they've all got each other's number, but I don't think there's a group chat. Do you don't think it's a big group? I think that there's maybe Doctor Who-esque group chats, but I don't yeah. think there's a group chat with all the Doctors in. Okay. There's more than likely a group chat with Billy, David, yeah. Catherine, mm. Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, um, I, uh, you always see, like, every now and then you get a sort of... Um, like they might do a special audio thing for Doctor Who. Like yeah. there's that one during lockdown where it's like literally the impersonators playing all yeah, 13, great, yeah. doc, well, all 14 Doctors, including John Hart. Yeah. yeah, and that was really fun. I was like, I like the idea that all the Doctors canonically have some kind of like group <laughs> chat that they all are in and just kind of use very all rarely. of them. Well, yeah. You think every Doctor? Yeah. You think Christopher Eccleston's in that group chat? No, I mean canonical, all the fictional, the fictional character of the Doctor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least they're like you know, I you know. Can you imagine having Christopher Eccleston's in Doctor Who WhatsApp group? <laughs> I mean, he probably. I imagine he hates group chats anyway. You think so? I hate group chats. I mean, I'm, I feel like he's much more of a kind of a one-on-one guy. Do you think? Yeah. Do you I think feel he's like a... he's, he wants he wants to arrange a meeting with you? Do you think he's a Snapchat? He's not a Snapchat. BBM. The, the only social media we know he has is Instagram, isn't he it? He loves it. Yeah, he uses Instagram quite a bit. <laughs> he does, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know how to use it, though, have you noticed? I've not really. I don't, like, if you I... look at his stories, it's like the same five, same thing about five or six times. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've seen my friends do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is Christopher Eccleston. He should know. Should he? Fries a time machine, dude. Learn to work Instagram, Div. Christopher Eccleston and the Doctor aren't the same. It's a fictional <laughs> Go character. Go on, hurry up, Barry. Next thing. He's yeah. so funny when you're drunk. What? Uh, anyway, well, I did ask you. What do you think of what's in this Billy Piper? Um, I think it'd be great. <laughs> just in general. <laughs> I think it'd be great uh, to see Billy Piper return to the show, like properly, because obviously she's in the fiftieth. But she... how do you think they she could return? Do you think they would do the human tenth Doctor thing? Oh, that's weird because that they, therefore you get around the aging problem, don't you? Yeah, but I don't feel like audiences would want to see David Tent return as ten two. That, that's the Easy way to bring Rose back, yeah, but it's not gonna be ha- people. Like so fans won't be satisfied because I feel like I know I wouldn't be. No, because I feel like <laughs> I do. I really want to see Rose and the and the te- and the guy who looks like the as like a married old married couple with children because they'll probably have children at this point. Yeah, I don't know if I want. To I like see that, that left in the imagination yeah. of what they're doing now. Yeah, I feel like if Rose were to come back. I'd kind of wanted to come back without the 10-2, just because okay. I feel like... Well, just leave him there. Well, we talked about it when we did um, Journey's End, which you'll we'll get in they could do, next week. But um, You know when there's a big finish story called Rose Tyler, Dimension Canon or something, oh, which yeah. is about her travelling to different universes with that Paddy thing. You know, oh, yeah. In, and she keeps getting it wrong or landing in different times. So you can have it that she lands in a future or something. That would work. Yeah. That would work, yeah. And then you don't. there's a perfectly valid explanation for 10-2 to not be there. Because yeah. I feel like if David Tennant were to return, people would want him to return as the Doctor. Of course, yeah. That's what people would want. Yeah. <laughs> it's very awkward this week. I don't know why. Because yeah. I'm trying to throw you off. Yeah, I feel like you are. I don't know I'm, why. I'm trying to be the straight man here. Because some, somehow, somewhere down the line, I became 
the straight man in it, this. It started, I feel, when, used to... when, we, when you took over hosting because I was used to record the start of this series from the car. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's weird that... I like it. Because it, it's... In my mind, it's still your podcast. Oh, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, don't yeah, it is. You're, you're the, the Tim's only runs everything. Tim's only runs everything. I'm just like, but somehow, when it comes to this bit, I'm the guy who's facilitating. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Yeah, you because you get to just like do nothing. Yeah, them. you just get to fart about. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so anyway, onto some. I met KSI last night. That was fun. Yeah, how was he? Good. I just thought I should mention it. Yeah. People like KSI. You also met uh, Dick and Dom, didn't you? Well, we mentioned that last week. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. So I'll step down a little bit. But... Could KSI be the next doctor? Who do you think would win in a fight? KSI or Dick and Dom? Well, there's two of Dick and Dom. Yeah, but have you seen KSI? Yeah, but Dick and Dom, there's a, they, they, they could... Dom is ripped. Is Dom ripped? Yeah. Then it, that, in addition to also having Dick, they take... I know we're talking about children's TV presenters, but are you really still seven years old? <laughs> Here's the funny thing about, about when we worked with um, Dick and Dom is that at one point... I think we... I should have just gone with Dick and Wood. <laughs> is that they at one point we needed to change the lead on the DJ decks and Richard, or Rich as he was referred to by Dom throughout the night, um, <clears throat> was at the DJ decks and he had his headphones on and my friend Ben, who was in charge of all the lighting and the text, was trying to get his attention. And he just stood like, like as far as we are apart now, just going, Dick, <laughs> Dick, <laughs> Dick. And he can't hear, he's got his headphones on. And like for five solid minutes, just shouting that at him. They're just calling this guy a dick. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm watching him. I can see what he's saying. And I'm going, by now, I would have called him Richard. <laughs> so yeah. I would have maybe changed it up a little bit. Because he was like, I was like, I was like but- he was Dick of Dick and Dom. That's I know, but I was thinking him. if I saw the if I saw him in public, what would you call him? Are you Dick from Dick and Dom? But you no, you know it's him. Okay. No way, it's Dick from Dick and Dom. Why would you? Why do you have to say from Dick and Dom? Because I wouldn't know you're how. Gonna, I, that's how I know him. I know gonna, him as Dick. It's from Tommy Cannon from Cannon and Ball. I don't know his surname. Uh, that's why I'm calling him Dick from Dick and Dom. It's Richard McCoy, I think. McCoy. I don't know his name is Richard McCoy. Dominic Wood and Richard McCaw. Oh, McCaw. Oh, McCaw. Yeah. Actually, I do remember that because when they used to do bogeys, it used to say beforehand. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> uh, Jodie Whittaker. KSI, he was 15 minutes late. Yeah? Yeah. Was it a good set? He was okay. He had like a warm-up DJ, but people weren't really vibing to that. Right. I mean, I don't know. I've never actually listened to his music. For the rest of my life. I've not heard that cool song. like the ocean. Where is my lotion? What? I don't is, think that's the lyrics. Is that a KSI song? It's sort of like... Cool as the ocean. do the emotion. Did he do a song with Anne-Marie or something as well? I think he did, didn't he? I, I don't really know if Anne-Marie's work either. <laughs> Why am I clutching at straws here? Go on. Jodie Whittaker saying that she has some really cool lasers that shot <laughs> either side of the stage. Jesus Christ! At one point, brilliant. we had to. Um, I heard beforehand they they had to gaffer tape up all the um, metal bars because the lasers were shining and they were like zigzagging across everywhere. When you eye, you would have gone blind. Oh, and it's bad to get like, lasers in your eyes. It's not ideal. No, no, not really. No, unless you're getting surgery. 
that requires use of lasers. Yeah, that's true. Would you ever get that done? You don't have to wear glasses, though, do you? No, currently my eyesight's pretty all right. Mine's yeah. terrible. Yeah. I, should, I, I was meant to have an optician's appointment on the 19th of September, but I thought it was the 19th of October. Mm. But I missed it. Oh, mm. heck. It's not ideal, is it? No, it's less than ideal. Not what you want. <laughs> Jodie Whittaker. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, because well, uh, no, he got to his second song and he took his shoes off. What? Can I take his shoes off? Did he keep his socks on? Yeah, he kept his socks on. He had black socks on. He had white shoes and black socks. Why did he take off his shoes? And he was doing like this thing where it was like boom, 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 around the stage. And then, like, after his, sec- after his first song, he bent down to tie his shoelaces and all the lights went down. It was really awkward. So then the DJ started playing some music. And then after the second song, he just took his shoes off and kicked him to the side of the stage. And then the third song came on, then I left. Is this is this why you're in such a weird mood today? Because <laughs> last night you just went to... It sounds like a very strange gig. Well, I was having Chinese. I mean, a Chinese meal with my family, but the service was so bad that I was able to have my starter, then go to work, and then come back and have my mains. How much sleep did you get tonight? I got up at five this morning. I went to bed about two. Okay, so that's why that explains a lot about today's podcast. Tim's on three hours of sleep after a very random night. It's strange, isn't it? It's yeah, normal. it's not a conventional night out, Tim. No, no. Carry on, Jodie Whittaker. Go on, Jodie Whittaker. Yes, <laughs> uh, she's admitted she. My had... grandma also that night won a hamper in a raffle. Why am I just letting you talk? <laughs> why am I just letting you talk? She won a hamper in a raffle. It was great. <sighs> oh. I hope people like our personalities. <laughs> I hope I hope people don't just cut. Last week, us. I accidentally uploaded a half an hour version of the podcast for some reason. I think the file corrupted when I was rendering it. And one of the comments did say the BBC has cut them off. They knew too much. I do know that at least one person listens to at least half an hour. Of yeah, I um, it's interesting. I I have no idea like when people what listen to us if they're listening for mainly the news or mainly you know <laughs> Doctor Who Doctor Who content the thing we advertise ourselves on or if they are actually coming just for us because yeah. this could either be like great great content and people are like oh yeah loads of Tim and Harry stuff <laughs> Tim and Harry is or it could be like get to the fucking show let's talk about Joji and Russell we don't know yet we don't know we're on our fourth series and we don't know what anybody wants yeah because we don't really there's not much opportunities for viewer engagement do you want to get on with this yes Russell <laughs> no Joji Joji Whitaker. <laughs> Don't interrupt me. Go on, I won't, I won't this time. I'll be good. Jodie Whittaker has admitted she hasn't been able to let go of her role since departure. Uh, basically, the gist of this article is that um, whilst it's been announced she's leaving and then that she's going to be succeeded, um, for her, she's not finished filming yet. She's not filmed the finale. She's not filmed the final scenes. So for is her, that what it says? Does it say she hasn't filmed her final scenes? Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for her, emotionally, like, she's still a doctor. She's still in the midst of things. She's still doing the job. So it's very weird for her for kind of... All the news to be about what's coming after her. Yeah, when she's still, <laughs> still there. And honestly, it feels like in the midst of this, it feels like despite news coming out, which I know you'll be able to explain, um, the BBC and kind of everyone involved is still very much trying to put emphasis on Jodie and series 13. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing. It is. Yeah. But it's, yeah, we'll get into like why 
that maybe balls it up a little bit. But um, I mean, you mentioned that there was last night as well. There's very short preview trailers drops as well. Yeah, it all sort of ties in really, doesn't it? Because she, I think it's interesting though that she hasn't filmed her last scenes. Yeah, because there was rumours that this series could be left open ended, mm. and that the Rus- Russell, Russell, <coughs> the Russell era would just pick up with a new Doctor. Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily see the regeneration between the two. A similar thing, TV movie to yeah. But I've heard rumours that they're currently casting a fourth season Doctor. They're doing auditions. Okay, and if she hasn't filmed, if Jodie sorry hasn't filmed her regeneration scene yeah. yet, um, that would make sense. Yeah. That said. Her final scenes, she may be referring to her final shooting day. Yeah. So her final scene, chronologically, will be the regeneration. Yeah. But her final scene, realistically, might just be some green screen stuff. Although I do know that if they've not cast the 14th Doctor yet, they like to film the regeneration scene for continuity's sake to have both Doctors on set on the same day. I think kind of the only instances where that hasn't really happened were... Eccleston, Tennant and Colin um, and Sylvester. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but they put Sylvester McCoy in a wig. Mm. Fold us all. I mean, I wasn't alive, so... Was he? Well, when did it... It was came out like the early 90s? Late, late 80s? Late 80s. Yeah, I wasn't alive. Huh. I was born in 1999, Tim. Whew. You know this. Ooh. You weren't alive either, Tim. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> Spinning truth facts today. Yeah. Crazy. Um, we had some really spicy pork last night. Yeah. We were sat at this table and uh-huh. these two old people, they, they were really nice. Because you sit on a round table, you just basically fill up the tables. And they said, oh, the pork's really nice. And I took big mouthfuls. And as I was eating, they went, be careful, it's spicy. It was really hot. I heard there's a comment about your pork story. Has anybody out there got spicy pork? Let us know. Carry on, Harry. So yeah, there were um, a couple of Doctor Who uh, teasers bookending Strictly Come Dancing's results. Was it because I saw I I, I missed it? Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, I was out I went for Chinese and then yeah. went and watched KSI. Took I don't think off. I had mentioned. Tell me about shoes, it. I took your shoes off. Real weird. Yeah. Real, not interesting. But um, how? Was that, is it just that one teaser? Yeah, it was the same kind of five second teaser of kind of like you get some kind of TV static stuff. Fancy blank. Yeah, and then like you see Jodie's face and like, hello, anyone there? Yeah. And then it cuts like an advert. And they did that in the adverts right before and right after Strictly Come Dancing. And I think, you know, it's a. (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. Sorry. It was a pretty standard teaser, but I think they've done. I saw on Twitter afterwards that like every series, uh, every doctor is at least some point had a glitchy TV teaser. It's a good. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of adds kind of the mystique around the show. Yeah, and I think it's very noticeable that they did it to bookend Strictly because I think it's no secret that Strictly is probably the, the biggest B- show yeah, on the BBC yeah, yeah. and on BBC One. Yeah. So it's cool that they're really choosing to tie it then as when they want to promote Doctor Who. What time does Strictly Come Dancing come on? Um, well, the results show, which was on Sunday night, was uh, seven till eight, I want to say. Or was it... Let me have a look. Yeah. Because um, um, Jodie's going to be on the Graham Norton show this week. I thought it was on the 15th of October that oh, she was going to be on. Uh, okay, so next week. Yeah. But that makes me think that we're getting increasingly more close to yeah, a release I date. I think so. And I imagine... By the 15th of October, we will we'll know a release date. Yeah. And that means that if they're keeping... We'll probably, we will probably get one this Sunday. Yeah. And uh, is 
Do we know if it's going to be on Saturdays or Sundays? Uh, do you know what? That's why I was asking. About because if it's Strictly. on Sundays and, if, and Strictly ends at eight, that means Doctor Who would be right after Strictly, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I'm looking here um, Saturday. Let's let's look for Saturday. Um, um, so on a Saturday, Strictly comes on at 6.45 mm. and goes off at nine. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a Sunday. Yeah. Um, it, would be, it would be strange if they changed it. Yeah. On a Sunday, let me try and find it's not loading. Every channel but BBC One's loaded. Hmm. Um, oh, that's because I'm 6 a.m. <laughs> What's our strictly come on? Here we go. Strictly come dancing on a Sunday, seven till ten past seven till eight. Yeah. So there's a chance that I think it'll come on beforehand. Before strict. No, I think it'll be after strictly. Country file yeah. or the mating game. The country file comes on beforehand. Okay. Um, could it be? Could it potentially be that Doctor Who takes the seven till eight slot, and then Strictly will be a bit later? I want to fall. So, do you not think so? No. Doctor Who should be after Strictly. Be so eight fall. till nine. It sh- that's where. I, that's where yeah. I would put it. And I think that's that's good, and I feel like that that's could... a drama slot. That's mm. why. Yeah, and that would really do wonders for the ratings of the show as well. Yeah, like to put you know put it right after, like you know, don't because Strictly's kind of the big family you know classy bbc show yeah. primetime viewing hey stick around we've got some doctor who after yeah that's that shows a lot of faith in this upcoming series yeah rather than stick it on before yeah because i feel like it's just stick it on before it's like get out of the way yeah whereas here it's like stick around it's the mating doctor... game what the heck is that is that a new show is that a new drama the mating game series one episode two oceans of the blue oh yeah i think i saw the um I read like the description for that on Sky. Oh, it's like an Attenborough. You know, I don't think it is Attenborough. Oh, no, main game. Sorry, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I caught the end of it. it had uh, Prince William talking about gorillas. Oh, is it that one? Is it his TV series that he's got? I think so. Oh no, how many episodes is that? I'm not sure. Because I, I bet if you can find out, then like, you can work out when uh, Doctor Who's going to come Doctor on. Doctor Who's going to be on. Yeah. yeah. There we go. The mating game. Um, David Attenborough. Oh, that is David Attenborough. Yeah, David Attenborough and Prince William. They're both on it. Like a double act? Well, they're not filming the same segments. They're, they're not. They're what? Sorry, they're filming separately from each other. Oh, okay. From what I saw. Oh, hello. So David Attenborough. What's he want? Oh, no, I'm just I'm very. I'm just very popular. Tim. Oh, upcoming yeah. episodes. I think there's only two episodes. Oh, that can't be right. Yeah, there's only two. Oh, so we can't really. <laughs> but no, I would say Sunday. Um, I I, I think it's going to be on before strictly. You think so? I think it will be on before, but if it was me, I would put it on afterwards. To me, after makes more sense. It does, but it will be on before. I think especially because, like, you know, it's a bit of a scary show. It's getting close to spooky season. It is getting Have you changed your Twitter name? No. Murderer. Should I? Do it now. Murderer. Murderer. Like Doc Ock. I think Murder Ock is better. But then that's just kind of murder. Murder is octopus. Murder isn't as particularly spooky. Murder is just kind of like you know grisly. Mine's Tim Spooksby. Yeah, so that works because <laughs> that's like explicitly kind of Halloweeny. Harry Med Doctor. How about like horror murder? No, horror murder. There you go. Horrory murder. Harry Murdoch. This is better than a really obvious one. 
Yeah. Shit, it's Rupert Murdoch. He's scary. He is very scary. Any more news? Uh, well, I know you have the something. The big news. The big news. The big news that we've probably put in the thumbnail. KSI, right? <laughs> yeah. How have we been talking? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh. Feels like like at least like twenty minutes to half an hour. It's been longer than that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, <laughs> there were some rumors on the on the internet this week, Harry, that the Russell T Davies news from last week um, got released earlier than the BBC wanted. Oh, because uh, apparently there were some leaked emails going around that the press had got their hands on, and that they were on the verge of releasing it. Okay, um, and then to dampen that, the BBC obviously then just released the mm. released it themselves, which sort of makes quite weird sense because it's quite early to announce something yeah, like that. Absolutely, I feel like because I know I there was some sort of speculation going around that the reason the news about Russell and sixtieth was announced so early was to quote unquote. I guess, soften the blow of Series 13, because there's still people who are saying, you know, oh, no one likes See, I the thought, chip I thought you were going to hype up Series 13. Because, you know, oh, Russell's going back, I best catch up. Well, no, because it's kind of, usually when we get a new showrunner, it's quite, there's usually kind of a somewhat clean sport. Yeah, but most so. people don't really know that, do they? Do you not think so? Fans do. Okay. But if they go, oh, Russell T. Davis, I like him, they're not going to... If it just says Rusty T. Davis returning to Doctor Who and then Doctor Who comes back, people, the average person is going to watch it. Okay. So I feel like maybe that's a part of it. But, but we kind of know that the, whatever show Russell's going to be doing is going to be radically different to what series Yeah, we know that. Be. But like Jack and Bill next door, they don't know that. You talked to them a lot, Jack and Bill. No idea who else lives in this building. Ah, right. Um, but yeah, no, it makes sense because they never really thought about yeah. it last week, but it is strange that they've announced it yeah. on the eve of. Jodie and Chris's last series. Yes, but I guess now any kind of theories as to why that is is probably down to a leak. And yeah, I just didn't want that information to come out. It sucks when stuff gets leaked, though. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you know, look on the flip side. Look at something like the new Spider-Man film, where literally everything about it has been leaked. Do you think about the sixtieth? That's two years away. Twenty twenty three. They've already announced. Who's going to be running the show in two years' time? I mean, it's not like they've announced the cast or plot details. But when did we find out that Stephen Moffat was going to be taken over? You talked for I think it was 2008, which was... I think it was 2008 that we found out that uh, Russell was stepping down as showrunner. And I imagine it wasn't short afterwards before Moffat was announced as the next showrunner. So, really, that Moffat started in 2010, so it's kind of the same stretch of time. I'm just trying to have a look here. Um... I can't, I can't find it at the moment, but um, what do you think? I'd, it must be annoying, though. If I was Chris Chibnall, I'd be like, oh, just let me have this last series. Do you know what I mean? I feel like... Especially because it is such big news. I feel like we're in a very different media landscape to when we were in uh, kind of 2008 to 2010, and even, you know, 2017 to 2018... Um, that I feel like there is much more attention paid now to who's behind the scenes. Like, I feel like when it was the changeover from Russell to Stephen, the focus was still on who's the next Doctor going to be. And yeah. then with the changeover from Moffat to Chibnall, no one was really talking about Chibnall. Everyone was talking about who the next Doctor's going to be. That's true. Now, 
I feel like for whatever reason, there's much more focus on kind of those people running the show and the influence that they have. And I think it's just kind of, we live in a more kind of media savvy, media conscious time of how things are run behind the scenes. And there's a real curiosity about that. So I guess that's why there's much more of a fixation on the showrunner. Yeah. Hmm. Um, oh, did I just find it? I can't find like an article about it anywhere. Um, it's all about when he quit. <laughs> when Moffat was. Yeah, when Moffat quit. It's hmm. all like, won't return, Chris Chibnall's leaving, Stephen Moffat quit. Um, yeah, but no, I, I feel like two years in advance is quite an extreme hmm. announcement because Matt Smith's first series is 2010. Yeah. And that would have been filming the same time as the Steve Tennant specials, probably. Was it? I but, thought there was a. The, oh, no, it could have cost him, wouldn't it? No. no, that's rubbish. Yeah, because Matt's first scene was well, yeah. the regeneration. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit of a, you know, bit of a massive. We never, I never really thought about it last week. Mm. But the fact that he's sort of, I think it does dampen the excitement for a new series because you're already... We know kind of like this is... You want to skip it because you want to get to the stuff you're really excited Mm. about. And we kind of know that whatever happens here is wrapping up what's already been established rather than setting up what's next. I think in the next two weeks they've really got to hype up a lot of series 13. Yeah, They've got to start releasing clips yeah, well, they, there seems to be spoil anything. Yeah, but they seem to be making it. I feel like we're going to get one of those like monster compilation trailers where like we see like the Sontarans and the Weeping Angels and yeah. stuff like that. Because I remember they did that for series twelve. They showed the Jadoon and stuff. Yeah. So do you I, remember at the end of the woman who fell to earth and they went coming up this series? It was just like a list of endless guest stars. Oh yeah, that was terrible. Do you were not a fan of that? No, because like but we got the middle eighth. You, I know you do, <laughs> but you no one really cares who's in. Guest stars. I saying you weren't excited about um, the mum from Benny Dom. Was the mum from Benny Dom one of the guest stars? She was. Yeah, she was in the Witchfinder. I think it was. Oh. I was going to say Alan um, Cummings. He was good. Alan Cummings was very good. He was, was very great. fun. But you know, what I mean, it's sort of like show us the monsters. That's mm. what we want to see. People in Doctor Who care more about the characters than the actors. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody like because, like I feel like when people when. I was mentioning it earlier, like when Billy came back for the 50th, people wanted to see Rose again. Yeah. And we got Billy Piper playing, was it The Moment? Yeah, Bad Wolf, The Moment, yeah. Yeah, which wasn't quite the same thing. And I feel like she was great in that role. Oh, yeah. And I think she was really fun. I think lots of people appreciate that now. But I think there was, I know I, as a kid, was a little bit disappointed that she wasn't playing Rose. Rose. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And that her and David Tennant. Didn't yeah. interact. They had that one shot. They were on right? set together, yeah, and they had interviews together, but they never interacted, which is a strange decision on Moffat's part. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit that, isn't it? Because there's that one shot, isn't there, where he's where like, "Did you say Bad Wolf?" And she's, and she's behind, behind him. him. Yeah, and he's sort of like, oh, "Weird." Why did they not? Yeah, yeah, they could have really played into that really well. Mm. Um, but yeah, crazy. Anything else about? Do you think we'll get other leaks? Um, I, I mean, to be fair, this didn't leak. Yeah, they prevented this. Leak. Yeah, this leaked. They after... prevented by leaking it themselves, really. Yeah, but um, I feel it—that's the news, isn't it? You don't. They. I feel R- Russell will know a lot about what he's planning to do, mm. but it'll all be in his head. Yeah, I think Russell. I don't know. I don't imagine Russell has written put much pen to paper yet. No, I think he's still in kind of like the pre-production stage. Kind of 
formalizing i mean if he's come back he clearly has an idea for the show he knows what he wants to do with the show yeah but i don't think anything has been put maybe he has a script bible because i remember when he brought the show back in 2005 and wrote this really comprehensive kind of script bible oh cool which is really cool do you think we'll get another one of those writer's tales what's that it's like like book he did with benjamin cook maybe maybe more importantly i don't do you think confidential will come back i hope so yeah i know you love confidential i love confidential confidential is a reason i just Study film at university. You know, if you see three coming back, yeah, I'd love to host Doctor Who Confidential. Oh, that'd be so cool. I'll send this off as my showreel. Hey, the KSI, <laughs> KSI and Spicy Pork. <laughs> that should be the episode title. I'm like, gonna do it now. It's gonna be up the stage. No, you should. Like, you should Photoshop. I've seen what you're gonna do with the thumbnail. I think you should put like <laughs> some pork, sexy in pig, <laughs> sexy pig, spicy. Oh. Like a sexy pig in KSI's hand. Like Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she she do be kind of, kind of, you know what, what I'm saying? What up, oh, 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 boy. What up, youth? And welcome to the return of Dot Two. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a program called Dot Two Confidential. It was on when I was a kid. Now your kids, raw titles. Wait, was that your, was that your audition yeah. to be the host? I think you're going to get it. Yeah, I think you've good. booked it. You've I booked really it back in the net. Yeah. yeah. I'm sat here with Christopher Eccleston. Hello. Hello. Now, you used to be Doctor Who. That's that right. Writes... Back in uh, 2005, I did a series of Doctor Who back when Russell brought it back. And that all went well? Yeah, it went very well. Mm. <laughs> How was it working with Simon Pegg? Oh, Simon Pegg is really funny. Right laugh. We only got one scene together, but... <laughs> What, why are we doing this, Tim? It's my audition for Doctor Confidential. Okay. Do you like KSI, Christopher Eccleston? I, uh, I've not heard of his work. He's like a very promising young talent. Yeah? Yeah. Do you keep your finger on the pulse of up-and-coming talent? Oh, uh, you know, if I see him... I, I don't watch much television. Would you like to direct Christopher Eccleston? Maybe down the line. Uh, right now, I'm quite happy with my lot, uh, being an actor, working actor. And you've returned through Big Finish. How's that been? It's been great. I've really... Look, are you going to do the 60th or what? Just oh. say yes or no. Yes or no, Chris, for God's sake. It depends on my mood. <laughs> oh, um, any more news, Harry? Um, I, that's all the news you sent So me. I have a quick look at any other news. You do a little, you do a little bit of a chinwag. A chinwag with what? With the listeners. Um, it's how you guys do it. You like, answer back. That's like a door of the explorer type thing. How are you guys doing today? Terrible. No, you're not meant to answer. No, the audience is meant to answer. All right, all right. How are you guys? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. How are you doing? Keeping the fort. Yeah. How's the other half? Dead. Tim, this is for the audience. Sorry. So, um, how's the weather she right just now? Wouldn't stop screaming. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> what is this week? Doctor left behind after being rushed to hospital with severe cut eyes on Doctor Who. Uh, Tim, I think this is all the news, Tim. Geez. Tim, this is all the news. The, I will find more news. It's just a lot of news that we don't really want to talk about. You're just you're stealing attention away from like what the focus is. You just keep stealing and stealing. Like it, this is meant to be a Doctor Who show, but you've stolen it. Like what's next? You're gonna you're gonna steal the Earth? Have a stolen Earth? Oh, you dickhead! Well done. Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast. 
Harry, it's all coming to an end with Doctor Who forever. Uh, the Stolen Earth. It, what, what's this episode called, Harry? Tim, you spoke over the recording in progress, lady. Oh, did I? Yeah. No, tough shit. It's The Stolen Earth <laughs> by Russell T. Davis. That's right. It, 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 it's all fun and I remember everything. This is a very exciting episode, which is weird because if you actually break down what happens in the episode, it isn't a lot. And no. yet it's really exciting. That's true. Yeah. Well, I've only got one page of notes for what is a very action packed, well, not action packed, but a very character driven episode. Yeah. Um, what, did, what did you think of the Still on Earth, Harry? I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of stuff. It was all very, very fun, pacey setup. You mentioned that a lot of it is just a Zoom call. Yeah, it's a, effectively a Zoom call. It takes place in kind of like their three most expensive um, permanent sets from their three different shows. The TARDIS. The TARDIS, the Torchwood base, Sarah Jane's loft. And Harriet Jones's apartment. Well, that's a new one, but yeah. <laughs> um this is, an, um, I feel like I really love how all those shows are coming together. Um, part, of me wishes, part, of me, part of me wishes we had watched Torchwood and Sarah Jane, because I feel we would have got a massive kick out of this more than we already have. Mm. It's kind of like pre-MCU level. Crossover. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, which makes me excited for what Russell might do next. Yeah, um, I feel like Russell's going to probably do this like on steroids. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the very start of the episode. The doctor comes out the and meets a milkman. Um, he, he should get his own big finish. Yeah, I want to know <laughs> what his story was. Um, so the doctor finds out Rose is coming back. He gets very excited. He has a nice little grin on his face. What do you think of that? Well, it makes sense. I mean, it's pretty explicit. You don't really need to do much reading into it to know that the doctor is in love with Rose. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense. He gets very excited, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, I, don't even, I don't really know where to start because there's so much going on. So let's just talk about all the characters, really. Let's talk about Rose. She's, this is Rose's second episode, really, uh, where, where she's one of the front runners in the episode. Um, it's great. I said to you, it's very strange seeing her interacting with Wilf. Yeah. You said that you thought it was... I mean, yeah. I mean... But they, they, they all they all inhabit the same world. They all yeah are, are the creations of Russell. I love how yeah. Sylvia Donna's mum has more respect for Rose as she clearly does for her own daughter. In the last episode, she admitted that Donna was a disappointment to her. That was a different and then, time. And then in this one, a woman appears from space and she's like, "Yeah, good luck, my sweetie." <laughs> <laughs> It's because she's a pretty blonde. That's she's pretty it. blonde. Yeah. Um, Luke and Sarah Jane, they're also there. That's great. Um, yeah, Sarah Jane is a really great moment, specifically. Let's, where... talk, let's talk about Elizabeth Sladen, because yeah. um, there is a moment where where she... There's two moments. It's one is when she hears a Dalek say exterminate, and the other mm. is when she sees Davros. Yeah. The performance that Elizabeth Sladen gives is so good, because she doesn't do anything. She doesn't move, she doesn't speak, but the look on her face of like just pure frightened yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pure fear. Like this kind of like deep rooted thing that obviously traumatized the younger Sarah Jane. Yeah. That she never thought she would have to deal with and face again is suddenly just back like screaming, exterminating her yeah. face. And I I I love this is the, because it's been a while since we've actually seen the Daleks. Last time we saw the Daleks was um, Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah, middle of series three, so like a whole series and a half ago. 
Um, so I love that when the first thing you hear, the first thing you get back is that famous line, is exterminate, mm-hmm. which is sort of that Chibnall sort of did with the Return of the Daleks and the first Dalek special. Yeah. You sort of, when they did the trailer for, you know, this new year or whatever, like coming up this new yeah. year, it was, you just heard the Daleks say exterminate. It suddenly made it very exciting again. But... I still wish they hadn't done that though. I, I feel still... like it would have been way more impactful if they just saved it. Because I think everyone could kind of knew it was going to be a Dalek story anyway. Yeah, but I still feel like uh, the bigger break from Daleks is the better. Mm. I like that we get them every series, but it, it could. It seems to be every other series is when you get a good Dalek story. Yeah, because it's how it's how they do a series where they they do a series final, series finale with the Daleks, series finale without, series finale with, series finale without, mm. and it seems to be every series finale that has a Dalek in it seems to be the better one because you've had a series and a half without them. Yeah, so you sort of yeah. get, get excited. And to it's, see it's them again. clear that Russell T Davis really, really loves the Daleks. Yeah, I mean we can't. It's no big secret that Russell loves the Daleks. Yeah. This is all, it's such an amazing lineup for this episode. You've got David Tennant, uh, Catherine Tate. Hang on, let me try and do this. David Tennant, Catherine Tate, John Barrowman, Billy Piper, Freem Radjaman, Elizabeth Sladen, Elizabeth Sladen, um, Penelope Wilson, who plays Harry Jones. I believe that's her last name. I didn't spot in the credits. Penelope, so not in the opening credits. I'm just talking about the whole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nick Briggs back as Daleks. Bernard Cribbins. Mm. It's such an amazing lineup of like British TV talent it's fantastic um let uh, Paul O'Grady yes Paul O'Grady <laughs> is now uh he does have, he in, has his own TARDIS does wiki. he because I asked that when watching <laughs> does Paul O'Grady have a TARDIS wiki page because everyone who appears in Doctor Who has a TARDIS wiki page here he is Doctor Who what does it say about him is it just reference Paul O'Grady was a British television presenter in 2009 when the planets appeared at Air Skies he jumps out of here. He must have been drinking furniture porridge the night before, which Yancer found hilarious. Uh, behind the scenes, Paul, in the real world, portrayed the Doctor within his show in 1996. Paul was a number of celebrities who portrayed himself in Doctor Who. Paul was born on the 14th of June, 1965. Love that. That's all it says about him. Mm. Um, species human, place of origin, Earth. For our international listeners, Paul O'Grady was... Uh, in the late 90s, sort of a comedy drag act, wasn't he? As Lily Savage. Yes. And yeah. then in um, sort of early 2000s, became a TV talk show host. Now he loves dogs. And now he loves dogs, and he's got his own Saturday Night Show. Have you watched that? I've not watched his new Saturday Night it's Show. It's good, it's a good laugh. Mm. Um, Torchwood, they're in here as well. Uh, we originally had plans to sort of go through all of Torchwood, but for obvious reasons that we don't need to talk about thoroughly, uh, we kind of scrapped that idea because it sort of lined up quite coincidentally with some stuff that maybe wasn't the best going on um so I'm... i re- i really enjoyed in this episode um there's one line that actually is going back to liz sladen where she um says something uh, yes. right torchwood where she says i'm not too fond of you lot too many guns i think i've makes a gesture towards <laughs> yeah. Luke. yeah 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 <laughs> um but i think there is the way they balance all the cast in this episode is amazing mm. like I'm slightly out of the loop with the torch thing because I want to know where um what's his name? The other guy. Yeah, he's not called. Doesn't me. someone from Torchwood like die? Uh does he? Uh, I don't know. Because they, they you said there's a shrine in Cardiff to the guy. Is that yeah? Oh does Yanto yeah. die? Yeah, it's not oh. race, is it? It's looks, um Owen. 
Owen. Yeah. Oh, that guy. I mean, he, he was pretty moody in series. Yeah, but I liked him. I I didn't watch enough of talk. And then there's a couple one. more characters who don't appear as well. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to maybe see what happens. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the, they balance the three members of Torchwood, Sarah Jane, Luke. And of course, Martha with Unit. Of course, yeah, Martha now living in New York from Manhattan. Um, that's just great. It's what I really like about this, and it's such a credit to Russell, is how quickly you are caught up to speed with what's going on. Mm. You haven't seen Martha in like nearly you saw her you saw her earlier on this series, actually. Oh yes. Um, but she wasn't in New York, she's being promoted. You catch up with um Torchman and what they've been doing. Not much. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? I think he really builds you up to speed very quickly. I always think, I like the whole Mr. Smith thing with the Sarah Jane adventures. That's just thrown in there. There's no questions asked about it. You're watching Doctor Who, so what? Someone's got a giant talking computer in their wardrobe. It is Doctor Who. That's the world of Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Daleks are... Actually, no, before we get to Daleks, let's talk about the Shadow Proclamation. Yes. Um, that's something that's been kind of referred to sporadically yeah. throughout. But uh, never really, sh- never shown until now. Um, I'm not quite sure what it is. They're like space police. I think it's yeah. like a Jadoon hangout or something, yeah. isn't it? Um, really interesting. I like it. Really nice aesthetic as well. Mm. Um, and of course, we couldn't not mention um, the mention of a certain planet that bigger on the inside holds very dear to its heart. Clom, the home Clom. of the Absorbaloth. Gets a nice little shout out in um, this episode with the Doctor saying, Why on earth would anybody want to steal Clom? Mm. Um, I, I said that during watching I like to imagine like because we see scenes on Earth where everyone's running amok <laughs> rioting I want to see what's going on on Clom I want to see how they're all reacting I want to see all the because in my mind they all look like Peter K they all sound like <laughs> they're all they're all playing by Peter <laughs> K <laughs> I just realised Peter K is back on the uh, stand-up scene he did a gig recently, didn't he? he? Did. Charity do you gig. think? Do you think he could maybe uh, return <laughs> to the world of Doctor? <laughs> what if Russell T. Day? Russell could write a Love of Monsters too. I'm just saying he could bring back the Absorber. I started writing a Love of Monsters too. You did. Me. You did. You should send it to Russell. Should, you should send, send it to Russell. to Russell. Yeah. Um, nobody questions Rose's massive gun that she's walking around with. Hmm. People are looting stores, stealing DVD players and VHSs and all yeah. the and cool two thousands. Re- yeah, and Rose has this gun that's like half the size of her. Like it's a chunky boy gun, but nobody ever mentions it. Um, even when she walks into Wolf and Sylvia's house, she doesn't take it off. She just walks in with this massive gun. Well, you can't actually say, "Do you mind if I hang up my gun?" I think that would have been funny. It would have been just funny. to see where they walk in and Sylvia hangs up her gun. Wolf hangs up his little paintball gun and then Rose with that massive gun. <laughs> I love that scene though where Will shoots that Dalek with a paintball gun. Yeah, he's just—he's such a fantastic character. Um, the Supreme Dalek is the first time we ever see him. Yeah, he's a cool design. He sounds, there's a lot of kind of there's. A, Couple of interesting Dalek variations in this episode. Go for it. Well, we've got Supreme Dalek, and then we also have Dalek Khan. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dalek Khan. I was looking because I was slightly lost. I thought, have I forgotten something about Dalek Khan? But they explain it in the episode. Um, you know, he was sent back to the time war and basically mm. got blown up and went yeah. a bit nuts. Yeah, I, I always find it really cool. Um, we do you don't see it often because obviously a big thing about the Daleks is purity and them all being the same. But often you get these interesting Dalek variations like Dalek Sec or Dalek Khan or the um, Supreme Dalek or some of the Daleks that we saw in the uh, that Daleks animated series on the official Doctor Who. That was channel. good, that wasn't it? That was good. I missed yeah. that. That was like yeah. that was nearly a year ago. It was. Yeah, that was pretty early on. Yeah. 
Yeah, but and you don't often see those variations of Daleks, but it's really cool when you see them because it kind of just fleshes out the world a bit. Nicholas Briggs gets to have some fun yeah, yeah. with these different voices. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's another var- variant of a Dalek that we will get to maybe say towards the end. Would you call him a variant? Well, yeah, I guess so. He's half Dalek, isn't he? He's the Dalek daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you, I really like the scene in which the Doctor and the Jadun have a little conversation. Yeah, although um, I couldn't help but point out <laughs> that um, David Tennant's Doctor should need to speak Jadun because the, uh, the, um, the TARDIS has a uh, universal translator uh, which yes. should have translated the Jadun's into English <laughs> for the Doctor and Donna to uh, understand. <laughs> Unless the uh, Jadun are immune to the effects of the universal translator. <laughs> That's a classic Simpsons character right there, isn't it? I mean, isn't... Uh, I was thinking more the uh, that nerd character from Robot Chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although he doesn't actually like Doctor Who. Did you ever see the Robot Chicken sketch about Doctor Who? Who was that? It was like... Well, it, I think he was meant to be making fun of classic Who because there's a bunch of jokes about how, like, everything's really low budget, so all the monsters are things like abstract metaphors or something. Okay. It's not... I don't think they'd. I don't think Seth Green's watched a lot of Doctor Who because it didn't really. <laughs> didn't really work. It didn't. As far as I've seen of classic Who, at least, it didn't really resonate with my understanding of what Doctor okay. Who is. Did you get a little mention of the Valiant? The Valiant's down. Oh yeah, the Valiant. Supposed to be origi- originally the Master's ship, wasn't it? And then in right. the Poison Sky, it's been taken over by Unit. Mm, yeah, um, a- yeah, like we saw the Valiant. In one of the kind of big overhead shots, there's a lot of big CGI shots in this episode. Yeah. Let's talk about the Oscar Hagen key. Oster Hagen. Oster Hagen. O S T E R H A J G E N. Oster Hagen. Where did you get the spelling from? Wiki. Oh, that is Wiki. Oh, I see. It. Cool. Um, not really explained what it is, but we don't really care. Will we find out next episode? I think you do a little bit, but not a lot. Mm. It's kind of just like the thing, isn't it? That was there. We. It's a. It's big. It's gonna be a big. It's, I remember it. You I let it. You let it. it. You let it slip. Well, because because Harriet James won Prime Minister. Tell us to let it slip. Yeah, that's. Shit. <laughs> she goes, forget the key. Uh, forget the what? <laughs> forget the what key? Um, okay. <laughs> um, I like the scene in which Rosie's trying to get onto the Zoom call, mm. and she's just kind of more and more pissed off that nobody seems to know if she's not there. Mm, she seems really pissed off about Martha, she which does, is it? keeping yeah, the character. She, she's like, and the Doctor's com- former companion, Martha Jones. <laughs> mm. And d- what is it she says? She says, who's she? I was here first. That's pretty much exactly what yeah. she says. Yeah. <laughs> I know that lots of people who aren't fans of Rose point to this scene as kind of a prime example for why they dislike Rose's character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. When Wilf and Sylvia went out with that paintball gun, at what point did Wilf go, hang on, let me put my hat on? <laughs> was that a continuity thing? Well, he has his little red hat on, doesn't he? His little woolly red hat. It's to, um, it's to hide, um, it's to, uh, um, it's because it's a nice hat, Tim. Okay. It's a nice hat. Uh, there's a scene, isn't there, where the doctor really thinks that everything's fucked? Because he goes on quiet and he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he just kind of like just stands there with his hands in his pockets. Like your parents do when they're, when they're sort of lost. Have you ever had that? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, they're sort of just lost. and like, Dad, where are we going? It's like... Dad, <laughs> did you, did you, did you get the sat-nav out? <laughs> it's okay, Dad. Yeah, why, did, why didn't the doctor just get his sat-nav out? <laughs> um, I, I, what, I, what I found quite funny is like, there's, you see that and it cuts away for about five minutes and then it cuts back to the phone ringing. In the TARDIS, and they all go, the phone! <laughs> and I just like the idea that like, they've just been stood there in silence for about five minutes, and Donna's just been like, 
Uh... But uh, the Doctor would strike me as the kind of guy who probably does carry a little social awkwardness, which results in that kind of thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we talk about Davros? Yes, the Dalek Daddy. He's yeah. back. <laughs> you really hate that, don't you? I do, I hate that. Uh, he's back, played by Julian Bleach. Um, the way... I, the only problem I have with Davros, and it's the same problem I had with Rose in the last episode, is that their, their, their first thing on screen is a bit underwhelming. What do you mean? He had the whole shadowy Yeah, but, you know, it's him. Yeah, but it's, it, it, it's, we've never seen him before um, in New Who until this point. Did you know who Davros was? I did he... know who Davros was, because I remember earlier in the week when this episode was aired, being in the cloakroom at school, um, telling people, telling, talking to my friend Josh Clark, that um, Davros is coming back, and we were both very excited about that. What was your what was your understanding? What did you seen of Davros? Um, basically, when you were a kid? YouTube clips and stuff like that. Okay, sort of from just looking online and sort of reading okay. who he was. So you were hyped about Davros? Yeah, I knew I knew that he was like the yeah. big bad next to the master. Mm-hmm. Like, did you? I, now I was just like, who's this guy with a Dalek wheelchair? <laughs> what uh, the prosthetics on Davros? Are amazing when he yeah. opens his chest, and you see, like, it looks really you, good. You out loud, man. Thing, yeah. Um, it's good to see Davros back. I think this was one of the first times I was because did I, yeah, I watched series three, so I didn't really know who the master was. Uh, I probably did my research into who he was when I knew he was going to appear, I probably mm. looked him up online. Um, but I knew by this point, I knew who Davros was, yeah, and I was very excited, yeah. Um, go on. I, I'm just saying now, having your larger knowledge of Davros, do you still think it's a good portrayal? Yeah. Honest, because honestly, I've not watched my only Davros I've seen are this and uh, is it called Magician's Apprentice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've not watched any classic Who. I'm a phony. Um, but I haven't seen much classic Who with Davros. I've seen the odd clip. Yeah. So I, I don't hadn't really know because I know Davros is very prominent in classic Who. Yeah. So I don't really understand what Davros should be. I know he's the guy who created the Daleks. Yeah. yeah. I think this one's a more slick sort of looking Davros. Okay. Yeah. There's a thing in Big Finish as well where they've recently explained the changing face of Davros. Because he's played by different actors every now and again. Doesn't he always have the same kind of prosthetic mask type? Yeah, but it changes slightly. Sometimes it's like fatter, thinner. Oh, okay. Sometimes Davros is smaller. Can that not just be someone getting older and changing? Well, no, because he's small in the first time we've seen him. Now we've seen him, he's quite tall in his chair. Oh. So they sort of explain that. I, can't, I don't know what yeah, the explanation is. Yeah, got hip spine surgery. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly than the return of Davros is what happens at the end of the episode. And it was, I completely, I'd forgotten. Because at one point I went, oh, I remember how this episode ends. And I suddenly <laughs> got very excited, which is uh, the Doctor starts to regenerate. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing this when it came out as a kid. You talk, you go for it. Yeah. It was just the most hype thing. <laughs> like, every, I, Remember me and my brother just flipping out, being like, what? What? <laughs> did, what? Did you, what? What did you think at the time? Did you think, oh, they're actually... Uh... Yeah, I did. We genuinely thought he was going to regenerate. Yeah, same. I mean, yeah, we genuinely thought. I mean, now you can tell that it's kind of set up. You know, the way his last words are, I'm, I'm regenerating. Yeah. But as a, you know, watching it when it came out... <laughs> whoa, whoa! And the reaction to uh, what, what the actual resolution to it, we'll uh, get to next time. I um, rem- I remember watching it and being like, "Oh God, they're actually he's going to regenerate." Up to the point where my dad phoned up my mum and dad. Don't live well at the time, still don't. 
uh, lived together. So my dad had watched it at his house because he was a fan. Okay. And he phoned up to make sure I was okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> because he knew I'd be upset. And I, I think Why I, are you upset? I think I was, yeah, because I was like, oh shit, David Tennant's leaving. I fucking loved David Tennant. I still do. And I was just like heartbroken he was leaving. And then like spent the whole week sort of just like like a constant state of distress. <laughs> okay, that shows how different. I was clearly a less sentimental child because I was just really excited for who's going to be next. Uh, at this point, I do think we knew that David Morrissey had been cast in the Christmas special as the next the doctor. next doctor, which is probably why the Stone and Earth got eight point seven eight point seventy eight million people watched it. Really. So Journey's End, the next episode, picked up another two million people tuned in yeah. because they thought David Tennant was actually regenerating. Well, yeah, <laughs> they ended with him saying, I'm regenerating and starting to regenerate. Yeah. And we didn't know there was any way out. They had like one shot near the start of the hand yeah. underneath the console. But we didn't we didn't know any of these rules. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about, Harry? I think we've covered everything pretty comprehensively. Should we do a quick quiz? One question. Mm-hmm. What's the phone number that they phone the doctor on? I, if you send me on the screen for four a split points, second. Four points for one question. Oh, uh, zero seven seven zero four. No. Three, no. Zero seven seven zero zero nine zero zero four six one. I bet there were like kids. Shall I, shall I phone it now and see what happens? I bet there were kids at home who phoned that number and hoped to get the doctor. I bet there was like an automated message. I think it was David says, I was your number, just real pissed off. Stop trying to call me. <laughs> Well, I told Russell not to put that on the show. Four, six, one. I don't think it's an actual number, but we can see. Hello, Papa Jones. I don't seem to have much signal. It's not even ringing. Ah, so we've got a signal. Have you got your phone on me? I'm not. I'm not phoning the the. I'm not phoning the doctor's phone number from. Ah. Yeah, incorrect number. Oh, so it's not a real phone number. It's not a real number. I wonder if it was at the time, because I remember when the 2016 Ghostbusters movie came out, they released a number that if you actually called, it went through to like a fake answering machine. Oh, yeah, and like Melissa McCarthy and played a message. Chris Hemsworth. Oh. Yeah. What do you want to recommend, Harry? Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. Oh, what do I want to recommend? You got nothing on this week's quiz. Uh, I'll um, tell you what I'm recommending I'm going to re- recommend Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast what's that? Uh, it's Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast so it's a podcast about theatre? no it's Richard Herring yeah he does a podcast yeah from Leicester Square Theatre oh from the theatre? <laughs> yeah oh okay yeah uh, what's I'm talking about? he just interviews comedians and stuff oh cool he's spoken to Stephen Merchant that's, a, that's an interesting one yeah um, James Acaster Bob Mortimer's on there a couple of times Steve Coogan I think Frankie Boyle's done a few you know some interesting people that's what I'm going to recommend decent how over to you mate I'm going to recommend an album go on uh, do you know Lil Nas X yeah yeah because I know because he did that Back to the Future thing with did... Michael J Fox yes he did yeah yeah the old town road guy yeah. most people know him as but Turns out he's still making music. Cool. Yeah, and his uh, newest album, uh, it's actually his debut album, Montero, uh, is actually really slaps. It's cool. really good. And it's not just like gimmicky, cheesy novelty songs. Like it's actual well-produced new music. And it's some of it like really slaps and you're like, 
some of it's really like angsty and introspective, but it's really cool. He's like this really cool young up and comer. You told me about the promo stuff, which seemed like giving birth to it. Yeah, the promo stuff was really funny. Um, where because the album was, you know, his baby, as in something really personal to him, he <laughs> took loads of photo shoots of him in a pregnancy belly, being <laughs> pregnant, and then the day the album came out he released this little sketch where he gave birth to it oh, cool. um, it's really those I mean, are all really funny he's a really funny guy really worth checking out but the album's really good too great artist really funny great music easy on the eyes if you're into that if you're into what a random thing to put on the end he's a good looking guy he's a really good looking guy so i know good looking guys but i've never once gone and easy on the eyes if you're into that <laughs> I, I can acknowledge, you know, when guys are good looking. David Tennant, he's a very handsome man, isn't he? Nah. You don't. Th- it, you said there was only there's only one time that David Tennant you you've ever looked at David Tennant and thought he's not sexy, and it was one shot <laughs> in the stolen earth. And by that, that means every time you've seen David Tennant, you think he's sexy. I can I can unquestionably see why people would think he was sexy. And everyone's admitted to finding him sexy myself. You can say that you think someone looks attractive without being attracted to them. Well, you can. But that's not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. I didn't say I... You fancy me, don't you? <laughs> can, we, can we talk about this in private? Yeah, okay. Do you want to end the show? Uh, well, you have to say bye first. That's how we do we it. We didn't do that last week. We didn't. You just kind of ended it very abruptly. I did that. Yeah, and I'm going to do it this time. Okay. Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.